Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance, and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast's preview series for the 2021 IPL. On this episode we'll be talking about Sunrisers Hyderabad, the team that finished third last year. We've done the bottom five, now we're into the, the proper cricket teams. Uh, the guys who could challenge for the title in theory. I'm Jack Hope and I'm joined by Ross Legg. How are you doing Ross? Yeah, very, well, very, very, very well mate. Good. I'm joined by Max Ray Brown. How are you doing Max? Yeah, very well. I'm glad to hear that Ross has improved immeasurably since the last time we asked him. <laughs> yeah, it was, It's the prospect of listening to the mismatch of a puzzle that is Sunrise's Hyderabad, Max. And we're yeah. joined by cricket analyst Dan Weston. How are you doing, Dan? Yeah, I'm good, Jack, and I'm really looking forward to doing this SRH podcast because I think it's <laughs> going to be fantastic. <laughs> Before we get right into it, uh, just a quick reminder to like, follow, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening or watching on, and follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod, uh, where we'll be you know live tweeting along with games and and so on. Also, we should let you know that we've fixed a time for our live stream. It will be five p.m. UK time on the eighth of April, Thursday, the eighth of April, uh, which we think is nine thirty in India. Um, if it isn't, let us know in the comments as soon as possible so we can we can correct that. Uh, but we're really looking forward to that. Uh, come along, ask your questions. We'll have a chat. We're going to make our predictions of who will win the IPL uh, and a bunch of other sort of fun things we've planned. Uh, Max, Sunrise at Hyderabad. Last year, you said they would win the tournament. They didn't. Idiot. No. <laughs> yes. Uh, but much less idiot than it looked like it might have been at the halfway stage, uh, as as I'm sure we'll get to. But before we get to that, obviously, as we've been doing, uh, it's nice to set the scene of these teams and where they're from. Um, so here we are. 
in uh, in Hyderabad, which has a a rich history, having been founded in 1591 by Muhammad Kuli Qutb Shah, uh, before it was annexed by the Mughal Empire in 1687, um, which brought on the start of the Nizam dynasty in 1724. Um, two very different uh, cultures, really, that were um, uh, ruling over the area at the time, um, and as a result, uh, there's a there's a varied. Uh, very relics of both rules are remaining today, and not least the the Charminar, a mosque which has come to represent the city. Up to the 19th century, Hyderabad was actually known as the City of Pearls and also famous for diamonds, as it was the only trading centre for uh, Golconda diamonds in the world. Golconda diamonds being a specific type of Indian diamond uh, mined in that region of India. Um, it's in fact believed that the, the Kohinoor, which is one of the world's most expensive and controversial diamonds, originated in, um, in Hyderabad. Uh, in the modern day, as well as taking in the sites uh, that mark the history of Hyderabad, you'll find an expanding IT and pharmaceuticals in- industry and uh, a large variety of biryani dishes. And perhaps most excitingly, a famous magic fish medicine served only in June each year, which is alleged to cure asthma. Um, if you're wondering about this magic fish medicine, uh, it's been made for about the last uh, 100 years by the by the Good family, and it involves um, a small mural fish which is filled with a, a mysterious yellow paste and is then swallowed whole. And live. Oh, well, yeah, that's so, taken a turn, hasn't it? That's a pretty morbid yeah. way to kick um, this off. <laughs> yeah, well, it's uh, it's it's a massive thing. Apparently, loads of people uh, every year travel to travel to Hyderabad for for this medicine. So, um, yeah, interesting. Um, and now we'll move on to the cricket. <laughs> so, uh, as you alluded to, uh, Jack, last year they didn't win, um, and they were absolutely dreadful for the first half of the tournament. But uh, a change of tactics kind of brought them to life. So Johnny Bairstow was kind of unlucky, the unlucky man to drop out as they brought in Ridderman Saha to open the batting. And this freed up uh, an overseas slot for Jason Holder to come in and kind of improve the balance of the side a little bit as he um, offered some some overs, possibly uh, enforced by the injury to Bhuvaneshwar Kumar, who only managed four games last year. Um, but yeah, after this change, there was a late run uh, of wins and uh, a simultaneous collapse of the rivals around them. And they actually ended up finishing third and made it to the, the final eliminator where they lost out to Delhi Capitals for a place in the final. So my initial prediction um, wasn't as far off as it perhaps could have been. But um, I mean, this, this, this change in fortunes that we saw halfway through last year. I mean, Dan, do you reckon... This was um, about the the change the change in lineup and and rebalancing the side a bit, or was it just a, a coincidence because Rashid Khan also happened to start being unplayable at the time? Yeah, I think it was accident rather than design. Uh, I, I'm not a massive fan of the Sunrisers' strategy in general, and and in particular their recent recruitment. I think we'll probably oh, talk yes. about that quite a lot <laughs> as this podcast develops. Yeah. Um, Interesting that their strategy is not that good because they are coached by Trevor Bayliss, who was obviously brought in by England to lead the revolution of particularly one day cricket and and bring home a World Cup title, uh, which is always nice to mention. Um, So perhaps confusing that they're not at the forefront uh, of of sensible strategy, Um, captained by David Warner, everyone's favourite Australian, and um, and their kit, as we've uh, mentioned on the last show, we had a little discussion about kits. I do really like the Sunrisers kit. It's a lovely sunrise of of orange and orange and yellow gradient um quite quite attractive 
But yes. Um, I've seen your shirt collection, Max. You, it's good, isn't it? It's, it's, it's loud. You could call it loud. Um, uh, yeah, you've, you've alluded, Dan, to some questionable recruitment, um, and we'll get to that, but bear with me for now. Um, because on paper, Sunrisers have some of the best players in the world. I've already mentioned David Warner. They've also got Johnny Bairstow. They've got Kane Williamson, and they've got Rashid Khan. But the problem, I think, is that given the limit of four overseas slots, whether their best 11 for a game of T20 cricket in the IPL actually contains all of those players is is another matter. So using up 75% of your overseas slots in your top four makes for quite an unbalanced side. And then when you add to that the fact that their most expensive uh, Indian player is Manish Pandey, uh, who bats at three, that just exacerbates the problem even more. Um there was there were signs last year that maybe they'd cottoned onto that when they moved things around and brought in Holder, but as you said, it looks like that might be uh, serendipity rather than um, design because we've seen some questionable decision making uh, a few months ago in the auction and today uh, on the day of recording. Um, we yeah we we might have expect them to fix the problem they had at the mini auction. Um, particularly because they ended the season with both Mitch Marsh and Jason Holder. Jason Holder being brought in to replace Mitch Marsh, who got injured in the first game with a nasty ankle injury. Um, so you could have thought maybe they'd get rid of one of those and uh, and sort of rebounce a bit, or maybe even both of them, because neither of them are, are that good at 2020 cricket. But no, they kept them both. <laughs> but serendipity struck in again, and um, and Mitch Marsh pulled out the tournament. Uh, which left them where he had a, a contract of, of two crawl, which meant that they pretty much had the free pick of the unsold players this year to replace him with. Um, and they picked Jason Roy. <laughs> Another opener. <laughs> to go along with uh, Bearstow and Warner. Jack, uh, I'll come to you first. The simple question, why? Well, that's the great. That is that's 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 all I all I can really echo back to you, Max. Is why? It's not a simple because question at all. Because. <laughs> It's totally fucking baffling. Uh, <laughs> they've 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 picked a bad team in the first place. Whenever the original auction was that landed them with all of these sort of top order batters who do the same thing, they they then got hammered for having that team. They they had a mini auction to sort it out. They did. They made all the same mistakes again, or or didn't change that team, and and they've been given like a third chance. You know how rare third chances are in life. Nobody gets a third chance. And what have they done? They, they've made the most painfully dumb decision. They've not even they've not even picked the right opener. If you were gonna if you were gonna get, get an opener. It's there there there's I mean, they've not even picked the right English opener. You could have had Hales. You could ha- you could have had Hales instead. Um, in my opinion, what they've done, it's a it's a massive nepotism move. Um I think I think Trevor Bayliss is likes Jason Roy, and I, I reckon he's given a, a job to his mate. I, I I genuinely think something like that has has happened here because I just can't I can't see how you go. Oh, we've got Warner and Bearstow. What we need is a third guy to bat in exactly the two positions that that they play in. Um, I mean, there there's there are rumours that Dave Warner's groin maybe isn't up to the job. But in that case, I think you 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 play Bearstow and 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 Saha, don't you? You don't. Yeah. I, I think ideally you you don't play Williamson you, and you play you play Warner, Bearstow, some other people, uh, and then like Rashid Khan down the order maybe with Naby. I don't. 
I don't think you ever. I just, I just can't get over it. I mean, I, 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 yeah. if Warner has got a bad groin, then you chat, you make the decision to bring in a new Warner when he drops out of the IPL. You yeah. don't bring yeah. in like a like the guy and to if, replace him before he's gone. If Warner does have a bad groin, you've already got the problem of too many opening batsmen. So. It doesn't matter because you got one to bring in anyway. Um, I I think that's a, that's a, a nice summary of why it's a bit uh, a bit crazy. But um, why not dig dig into it a bit deeper because it is utterly insane and probably the main thing. I mean, it's it's happened today and it is the biggest news of SRH and their um their their team this year, year probably given that they didn't do much at the auction. But we'll we'll come on to the auction as well because that was also baffling. Um, Jason Roy, obviously the wrong decision. Um, Ross, it sounds like you have uh, you, you wanted to come in here, so I'll come to you. Who would you have chosen instead of Jason Roy? Uh, probably Alex Hales. Um, I think they needed another kind of top line batsman. And I think if you if you're going to look at what they're actually trying to achieve, I think their whole auction strategy was off from from the beginning, right? As Jack kind of mentioned, you don't get a third chance very often, but their second chance was their opportunity to actually reshape some of this team. And I think there are better options in the player pool than what they've got in their squad. Like you, you weren't going to put Rashid Khan back into the mix, but you probably should have put we put Naby back in the mix. Holder probably should have gone in there. Mitch Marsh definitely. I don't even know what he was doing in their team in the first place. <laughs> like when when he when he rolled his ankle, it was an absolute, it was a, it was a gift from God that he was injured in that IPL. Um, I'm not sure out of the list, Max, if I'm perfectly honest, of who they would have brought in. I would have to defer to our trusted colleague in uh, Dan Weston here of going, who, who were the top kind of couple of options, Dan, that you kind of thought could have strengthened yeah. this Sunrise uh, side? Um, and maybe you could preface that with what you think they should be looking for rather than another opening batsman. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so we'll we'll do these in little bite-sized chunks. Uh, first of all, uh, Jack hit the nail on the head early, earlier on, where I, I agree with him completely that that Roy wasn't even the best English opener available uh, to be picked, and I would certainly have gone if 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 I was told that I had to pick a an English opener for to replace Mitch Marsh, which is a, a bit of a constraint. I would have gone with Alex James, James Vince. Should have <laughs> put James Vince in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, I, 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 there's some other players I think as well. Devon Conway is someone that I've been watching for a long time. I think think is an excellent player. But and people say, oh well, Conway is more of an anchor player. Well, actually, if you look at Jason Roy's strike rate in domestic T20 cricket over the last three years, and particularly his six percentage as well, um, I would suggest that Roy is probably not as explosive as a lot of people would think. And and the other player that I think would be an absolute superstar in the IPL, and I can't believe that he didn't even make the final shortly. He made the, the prior to the auction shortlist, but not the actual, didn't get his name called out in the auction, was is Ramanella Gabaz, who's just an absolute intent machine. If you, you look at Finn Allen at RCB, this guy has done it for three years, pretty much, uh, 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 for Afghanistan and in, in some subcontinent T20 leagues, and in a very similar type of player. Strikes at like 150 plus against all types of pace and all types of spin, and opens the bat, batting, keeps wicket as well, which yeah, you know, sunrises probably don't need, but it's another skill set too. And and I just I don't see the love for Roy. This pick for Roy, not not just the fact that it's I don't think he's the best opener option, but why do they even pick an opener to start with? I mean, my notes prior to the auction, I went back through them today in, in preparation for this pod, and 
my note said worst team strike rate at the death last year 150 ish not good enough and it's a common problem for the franchise in years gone by as well i wrote about it in my book and and this is this is not a new problem for srh um so i made a note saying i needed hitters and death hitters who'd they buy kido yadav now <laughs> kido yadav uh in the last uh, from 2019 onwards playing for csk Averages less than nineteen at a strike rate of ninety-five. <laughs> his boundary is about twelve and a half. So bad. His boundary, <laughs> his boundary percentage is twelve and a half percent, and his six percentage is just over. It's better than 1%. Coley. Twelve and a half. So, <laughs> so it's like the dictionary definition of a non-hitter. <laughs> so, so they basically picked the opposite player to what I thought they needed and what the numbers would suggest that they needed based on that. And also, kind of worth noting as well, the, the opener debate. Actually, uh, last year, Sunrisers actually had the best power play batting numbers in the entire competition. Well, they should do, shouldn't Struck they, with, uh, with the players they've got up there. Yeah. So I'm not quite sure how you need to uh, change because, that. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I think that's, I, 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 that's exactly it, isn't it? Because they're, they're too top heavy. They're great at the start. And then they just peter out. I've kind of got two questions for you, Dan. If someone gave you a free shot to reload uh, and and basically take whoever you wanted to instead of Mitch Marsh, uh, say they've they've cleaned out the entire management structure at SRH. You've been put in three days ago. Uh, Mitch Marsh, he's, he he rings up and he says, "Dan, I can't be bothered." Um, off the top of your head, who are you going for? And I I, I guess sort of a follow up to that, having been involved maybe in some of these types of meetings, what what thought process do you can you can you imagine that the 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 current SRH management or whoever's making this call? What what you know what what was what their justification? To to how are Roy? they gonna how are they gonna justify picking up an opener in, in in this situation when they've got maybe the two best openers in in world T Twenty cricket at the moment, or 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 at least at the at the high profile international for the high profile international teams. And you make you make a really valid point there. I think about the fact that decision makers ultimately they've got to be accountable to somebody, uh, and and I think a lot of the time in in cricket they're probably not. And, and uh, from my from the teams that I work for, I, I can guarantee you now that I if if anyone if you know, if my GM or CEO comes to me and says, oh this player didn't work out, I can. They will also have in their emails or whatever a, a report on that player, data on that player to show the backup, the thought process as to why that player has been selected. But I'm not sure a lot of teams can do that. I think a lot of them just shrug their shoulders and say, oh, well, we'll try again next year and, and hope, it, hope it changes. And, and it probably doesn't. So you put me on the spot a little bit when you asked me for a replacement kind of player. Um, I probably actually would be speaking to other franchises and look for trades. Uh, to to replace Mitch Marsh because you really need a, like a a death hitter like I like like I said before um, CSK so, have plenty of those <laughs> <laughs> well ironically, yeah I mean I, I ironically uh, someone like Moeen Ali I think would have been really useful for for SRH as a kind of a flexible batter who who can play in multiple roles and then have bowling output as well kind of like a better version of Nabby if you like. Um, 
Abdul Samad is an excellent hitter with high potential. So he's he hits 19% boundaries in T20 so far in a rather rather short career. His strike rate in other formats, which is suggest that he will be able to improve on that as well. He hits 9% of sixes and has a 4-6 ratio of just over 1-1, one, one, which is means that he strikes almost as many sixes as fours, which is exactly what you want as a finisher. So he's got massive potential, but you need someone to go with it. And uh, who would I pick? Um, well, actually, funny enough, I would look at someone like Josh Inglis, who, who we signed at Leicestershire, announced today, because he can open the batting or he can bat in the middle order. So he's been playing, batting at four for first scorchers, and he strikes extremely well against uh, all types of pace and spin bowling so it's going to be hard for opposition teams to find matchups against him and I I actually think that he would have been a a really good kind of money ball pick if you like for 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 SRH because he can bat anywhere in the top six and and has a strike rate upside as well um I don't really I don't with someone like Mitch Marsh I don't really like these players who maybe have weaknesses with the bat and don't contribute much with the ball. I kind of call them a bit luxury players. You've got to be really careful with how you use them. So Mitch Marsh, for example, has a a marked bias towards facing pace as opposed to spin. So he really is kind of pigeonholed as, as, as a five or six finisher most of the time. But his bowling output, yeah, it's not going to be great most of the time. You have that a lot with these kind of all-rounders, you know, like... like um, Pollard or Ben Cutting or Stoyness, people like that. But obviously, you want that explosive hitting. Someone like someone like Cutting would have been a good trade, I think, for, for them as well. Someone who you can just like try and get two overs out the middle for 16 or 17 conceded, and then just a guy who can just tee off at the death. That would have been a decent pickup as well. Someone like that. So I would if my first port call, if I was was uh decision maker at SRH, would be to start making inquiries for squad players at other, other franchises and select players. Fair enough. Jack, did you, you had something to say there? I was actually going to ask you, Max. Um, yeah. We've talked about Jason Roy. I actually don't. I'd be a little bit surprised if he played more than one or two matches. Uh, maybe if Warner no, does I'd... get injured, he will play. Can you? But this SRH team, they're not talentless. They've got Rashid Khan. They've got Boovy. They've got Natarajan. They've got Dave Warner. They've got Bairstow. Um, that, that's, that's five big boy, big boy cricketers there. Um, I, that's a nice core to your team, isn't it? Yes, it it, it certainly should be. I mean, um, they they will be better off this year for the fact that hopefully Bhuvneshwar Kumar will be able to play more than uh, four games, especially if he carries on the form that he's shown in the recent uh, international series with England. He he looks brilliant, so um, that'll be that'll be a big bonus for them, and uh, I suppose gives them a little bit more um, uh, room for manoeuvre in the fact that they do have these uh, this this glut of overseas. Batsman, but they are so dependent as a team on those uh, top order batsmen firing because, as uh, you mentioned, their their uh, their death hitting is so poor that if they haven't already got themselves to like one fifty off fif- uh, fifteen overs or something, then they're they're pretty they're pretty stuffed. So um, it's uh, it's basically, I think for for me with with SRH, if you deny them a good start you can pretty much write the game off there and then um the um I, rashid khan is obviously phenomenal so having him in there is um will will always give you the opportunity that you might be able to change the game <clears throat> but it's just a case of 
<clears throat> whether you have the players around to back him up. And I think we saw last year that there was there was a a, a kind of a, a tactic, and I think we saw it in that final game with uh, with the Delhi Capitals that if you are able to get on top in the power play when you're when you're batting against SRH and make them bring in Rashid Khan early then you've denied them what they want to do with Rashid Khan. So there's just they're, they're just a little bit rigid, and I think it's too easy to, to concoct a plan uh, to beat them. Great. Um, do you want to tell us how they've done in the past, and then we'll, we'll have a strategy chat and, uh, and, and come up with some predictions? Yeah. <clears throat> so they've won it once in 2016. Um, so they have some recent success, but it is only that uh, that one win, and they have often struggled actually with um, their uh, their top players disappearing towards the end of the tournament, which is why sometimes they haven't actually made it quite uh, quite to the to the very end. Um, I seem to remember um, a couple of years ago they smashed pretty pretty much smashed everyone in the group stage, and then uh, Warner and Bairstow both left, <laughs> so they would. Uh, and given given what we've said about their team, that is a bit of an issue. When you're relying on those two to score all your runs and they're not there anymore, yeah, you're in some you're in some trouble. Um, as for as for this year, the bookies have got them roughly around thirteen to two, which makes them about fourth favourites. Um, do you think that's a, a fair assessment, Jack? Uh, could they could they go all the way, or are they just too top heavy to be able to sustain a a title push? You know what. Having moaned loads about their chances, I am actually going to do a bit of a reverse take and say that I think they'll be reasonably competitive. I think Warner and Bearstow, if that's what they go with, is a really nice opening combination. And I think they probably have 12 consistently good overs in the bank of their of their 20 in Nataraj and Bouvi and Rashid Khan. If they can find... I don't know. Let's let's say Mohamed Nabi or Jason Holder play slightly better than than you expect. And actually, Nabi's career statistics aren't that bad. That he's just getting old. So let's say he has another good year. Then they might be up to sixteen good overs, and that means that you can afford maybe to wilt a bit at the end of some of your innings, and maybe you'll be able to defend one hundred and fifty-five a couple of times. Uh, and, and I think that you know they have a good chance of getting the the magic eight wins that I always sort of think of. Uh, when, when it comes to winning the IPL, Ross, we've not heard from you for ages on 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 SRH. Um, Dave Warner's one of your favourite cricketers. Uh, are you excited, <laughs> uh, or, or, or do you agree with my prognosis that they might actually do okay? And are you excited for his potential success? Um, I I don't think David Warner should be captain. And if he's if it's half Dave Warner, you shouldn't be playing. You saw it when he got rushed back for the uh, limited overs games in Australia and the test matches in Australia. He wasn't Dave Warner that is the what a brutal, very small, angry man kind of at the top of the order. And I think when that impact goes away, then you do need a replacement for him. But I agree with what we've said earlier on around. If Dave Warner's injured, pick a replacement for David Warner. Don't add another person into the difficulty. Um, I wouldn't like to see him win either. Um, so there's a bit where I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, if Kane Williamson was captain, maybe I would be like, oh, do you know what? I'm a bit more on side with this kind of thing. But um, <laughs> there is a... Per- when, when you're not from uh, India and you don't have that affiliation to a club, sometimes it does fall down into the individual players who play for the franchise, right? Um, and in this case, 
I'm not a Dave Warner fan, so I can look forward to uh, seeing Shabazz Nadim get plundered all over the stadium as he uh, as he rocks up and bowls some of his left arm garbage. So, yeah, <laughs> he actually didn't do uh, too badly last year in some of the some of the games in the IPL. Yeah, but, I, I uh, realise that I've been uh, quite. Yeah, we harsh saw we saw how well he fared in the test. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, he was he was dreadful in that test, but it was a road. Um, yeah, I think I think the thing is, uh, you sort of both uh, kind of covered it there, and we've 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 touched on it. So uh, we'll probably probably start wrapping up on SRH now. But I think the final word f- from me really is that they're just so frustrating because, as you say, Jack, they've got such a core of excellent players, and it's not like that they don't have the ability to fill in the gaps that they've got from what's available. But it's just they do things like pick Jason Roy to replace Mitchell Marsh or go into go into an auction needing to find some uh you know runs quick runs at the at the death and go for the exact opposite of what you need and shut or, your laptop um, down <laughs> yeah or yeah or then uh, or or even the final one the other main person who they uh, they picked up at the auction which we didn't mention really much which was uh, Majib when they've got um not only uh, do they have uh, a spinner who's not going to play because there isn't really enough space for him. He's uh, he's an Afghan. They've got an Afghan main spinner and they've picked up another Afghan spinner who's not going to play. So uh, it's, um, it's, it's, uh, it's strange. Their, their logic doesn't make sense. And um, there's, yeah, some of the, some of the decision-making is very questionable, but despite all that, a bit like RCB, they do still have a chance. Um, why you would support them. Uh, it's difficult because obviously David Warner's in charge to give a, a good reason. But if you forget that, remember that Kane Williamson is one of the nicest guys around and that New Zealand has great produce and meat and produce. So that's a reason to support them. <laughs> and again, another reason, as I just alluded to, that you might support them is if you're a, a spinner from Afghanistan, then uh, you've, you want to support them. There's always a chance they'll pick you in an auction and make you a very rich man. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, I think that's all she wrote from us on uh, on Sunrisers Hyderabad. Do we want to do a quick question? Uh, in fact, there's one Twitter question that I think might be worth asking, and I'm going to direct this direct to Dam. Um, do SRH have the best bowling lineup in the IPL? Uh, you could definitely argue that I think with as you, you talked about the banker overs earlier, and I think that that that's that's certainly a positive for them in their in their lineup and structure. Uh, obviously, Rasha Khan banker for best leg spinner in the world no doubt about that I think in my opinion um Bhuvneshwar Kumar we saw how much he was missed last year when he got injured and and assuming he stays fit I think that that's a real boost to their chances uh Natarajan is a vastly improved death bowler um so so that's that's that was a real find for them last year and I also like Sandeep Sharma as a power play uh, operator primarily as well so so they've got a lot of banker overs i think there in terms of it's unlikely that that sort of 15 16 of their 20 overs are going to be smashed around and taken on um uh, it's that fifth bowler i think that maybe is is the slight issue for them whether they go for some more sort of occasional options if you like abhishek sharma a little bit from samad kind Vijay of shankar sorry Vijay Shankar, could he? Could we see him? The the, well, the he wouldn't the be up because of bat, the the batting issues. That I I not I don't really rate his batting particularly highly, so that's that's a problem. But yeah, th- obviously the think tank might think differently, and they might go down the Shankar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um. So so yeah. I mean, four out of the five bowlers, I would say, yeah, absolutely consider them that maybe a, a really good core 
uh, uh, four bowlers definitely. Right. Predictions. I believe the other questions, Jack, were all uh, were all about Roy and, and the rest, they, which I believe we've covered. We've got about twenty <laughs> questions about Roy. Um, <laughs> Max, you've you've talked a lot about SRH here. Where where do you see them finishing? Are they going to win the IPL for you this year? Uh, I don't. I I don't think they'll win it because there are there are oh. two teams. There are two teams coming up that I just think are are that far ahead. But I think uh, having said RCB will finish third. I think Sunrise will finish fourth and beat them in the in the knockout, and we'll see uh, uh, the same uh, top three as last year. Okay, Ross, what do you reckon? Uh, I think they've uh, they've got the people to actually do quite well in the tournament. And putting my um, dislike of David Warner aside, I actually think they've got a strong starting eleven. Um, and they have the ability and definitely the players to win knockout games. Um, so, yeah, I reckon de- they should make the eliminator. Uh, Dan, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think they'll come top four most likely. Um, whether they get further than that is another matter. Uh, with the caveat that, that Bhuvaneshwar Kumar needs to stay fit, I think that's a real critical thing. And and, and it's, it's kind of an interesting one to focus on quite quickly because... We've talked about their strategy. We've talked about the fact that perhaps they they missed missed the boat in terms of plugging a few holes in their squad, and they they missed these chances that they got given to do that as well. But they can have done that, but they can still be one of the better teams in the comp, and that's probably because a lot of the other teams' strategies are really bad as well. Uh, and yeah, I don't, I'm not a massive fan of their strategy, but I think they've got a better team than some. So yeah, about fourth or third probably would, would make a lot of sense to me. I think you've all said it as well as I could. Third or fourth is what I reckon will happen. I, I hope they kind of get knocked out though, because they are a really annoying team. Just because they're fucking frustrating, aren't they? They're so frustrating. <laughs> uh, anyway, be so uh, we'll be back tomorrow with our next preview. Who's it going to be, Ross? Delhi Capitals. Delhi Capitals. He's done his homework this time. Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.